We thank you, God, that you have gifted us so richly. You have blessed us this night with the good news that you have come to be with us, to never leave us or forsake us, to give us a presence that will guide us in our lives. So, Lord, we humbly present these offerings to help those who are broken and hurting in our area to know that they're loved. Now, God, use these gifts to give honor and glory to your holy name. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you all. You may be seated. Thank you for being here. I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Ed Glaze, and I am one of the pastors here, along with Patty Conley and Vern Collins and Laura Birch. And Dana, that was, I felt like I was in a jazz concert. That was beautiful. Thank you. That was awesome. And Dana has been here a long time, too, today, uh, helping lead the five worship services that we've had uh, on this Christmas Eve Sunday, which is very unusual to have the fourth Sunday of Advent fall on Christmas Eve, but here we are. Um, great to have you here tonight. Our scripture text for this evening is very familiar. It's the, the Christmas story is found in the good news according to Luke in the second chapter. So here now, the word of the Lord is found in Luke's gospel. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This is the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there's no place for them in the inn. In that region, there are shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news, a great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this shall be a sign for you. You'll find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a, with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this saying that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of my favorite Christmas stories is about a little boy who was given the part as the angel who would announce the good news of Christ's birth. He was going to be the opening of this Christmas play in this church. 
and his line was this, behold, I have tidings of great joy. That was the, the line he's supposed to say, and, and they, they worked with him on that line. His parents uh, helped him memorize that line, and he would say it over and over again, behold, I bring you tidings of great joy. Behold, I bring you tidings of great joy. His, his parents, I took him to the grandparents, and they're all excited about that, and they, they even had him dress up in his costume, and his grandparents heard him and coached him and, and, and said, all right, say it again. Behold, I tell you tidings of great joy. And they were so impressed by him. They, they thought they had the next Charlton Heston as their grandson. I mean, they were so excited that this grandson of theirs is going to be this great actor. Well, the night came for the great children's Christmas play at the church, and mama and daddy were there, the grandparents were there, cousins, aunts and uncles were there, neighbors were there to see this boy make this great presentation of, behold, I bring you tidings of great joy. And so, here's the first thing out there. So, he comes out on the stage, the lights come on, and boom, just like this, light, light shine in his eyes, and he is... Well, like a deer caught in the headlights. He's just there frozen, not knowing what to do. He has stage fright, forgot his lines. There's his mom mouthing to him, Behold, he didn't pay attention. He was just stuck there sitting like that. Finally, he realizes he's got to say something. So he says this, hey, y'all, have I got good news for you? Uh, amen. That's what we're here to tonight because, hey, y'all, we've got some good news for you. Boy, you see, this is a night where great news is proclaimed, the greatest news that's ever been told, the night where God has come to be with us, to occupy our space and our time. The angels came down and told the shepherds, I give you good news of great joy. And it's interesting that, well, God sent angels to shepherds in a country field outside this small little Judean village. What was God's marketing strategy here? I mean, really, if you want to tell that you've arrived somewhere, you, you want to go to the big city, right? God could have sent, should have sent these messengers to Rome, the center of the empire, telling everybody, hey, you look, I've come on the scene here. I'm about to change things. No, I didn't go there. Didn't even go to the capital of this backwater province, Judea. Didn't go to Jerusalem. No. God sent the messengers, the angels, to the countryside to proclaim the good news, not to some high-standing peoples, people who are thought of in great esteem, the leaders in the community, not to shepherds, the poorest of the poor. You didn't raise your boy to become a shepherd. You say, boy, I want you to become a shepherd when you grow old. No, that, that's not a job that you aspire to. They were looked down upon. They had to stay in the fields day and night, out in the weather. They were so ill thought of that they couldn't even testify in the court of law during that day. That's how much they're despised. And yet, here comes the angel of the Lord coming to a group of shepherds, of all people, saying, behold, I've got great news to tell you. I've got some good news for you. Tidings of great joy. It's interesting that he would appear to a shepherd. I mean, we read in the Old Testament that, you know, the God is compared to a shepherd. In fact, many of y'all's favorite psalms, probably Psalm 23, right? The Lord is my what? Shepherd. Signifying that the Lord will go to any place to be with his people, any place where the people are facing dire straits out 
on their own in the poverty of our spirit, the Lord will go and shepherd us, wayward sheep that we are. Yes, the Lord appears to shepherds, the lowliest of the low, the people who are despised, the poor. It seems as we read throughout Scripture that God has a special place in His heart for such people, those who are looked down upon, the last and the least of society. We read about that chapter earlier in Luke's Gospel. Luke tells us that Mary, when she realizes her chosenness and the magnificent, says this, the, the lowly will be raised up. Jesus himself, when he announces his arrival to do ministry there in Galilee in Luke chapter 4, says this, I have come to proclaim good news to the oppressed, to liberty to the prisoner, giving sight to the blind. Yeah. God has a special place in his heart for the lowly. Are those lowly enough, like people like us maybe, that are willing to say, you know, I'm in need, I'm broken, I'm someone who needs a savior, I need rescuing, I can't do this on my own. God has a special place in his heart for folks like that. Maybe folks like you, folks like me, willing to admit we need saving. For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior, the Messiah, Christ the Lord. Coming for people like the shepherds, coming for people that are broken and hurting, coming for people that are willing to admit, yes, Lord, I need you. And to people like that, people like us, people like maybe you and me, that's some mighty good news. It's interesting what these shepherds do. I mean, they don't just see this uh, thousand sun burst of angels and they're, they're in the midst. I mean, this glorious heavenly host bursting there in the night sky and say, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, there's great fireworks. They, they don't just stand there. They go immediately to see that this baby that they have been told about was born, and they look and go into this great palace where the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is surrounded by gold and all the tents. No, no, that's not where he's born, is it? You all know. He's born in a cow barn where his first breasts are tinged with the smell of hay and manure. And the shepherds, when they go into that barn and see a humble couple with their baby laying in a feeding trough saying, this God comes to where we are. This God comes to the places where we reside. This God comes and understands who we are. Just like he comes to you, wherever you are whatever your life looks like. Bless you. Whatever your life looks like, God comes into the midst of all that mess and says, I'm here. I'm here to be with you wherever you are. There's no place that God won't go to shepherd his people. Key verse in at least this telling of the story is verse 17. 
for the shepherds go there, see this baby in a, in a hay, hay trough, and they get all excited. And verse 17 says this, did you catch it? He says, they went and told everybody what they had heard. And everyone was amazed by what the shepherds said. They started telling everybody. For you see, y'all, if we encounter this God who comes to be with us, this God who says, I am here for you, I am this God that has come to rescue you from whatever situation you find yourself in, then we have to tell others about it. It's got to be something that excites us, a part of who we are. The writer Ann Weems puts it this way, if Christmas is not today, and if Christ is not ever present in our lives, then what's all the fuss about? Why are we here at midnight unless Christ is a living reality and that we have some news to share? You know, you might think, well, I'm just me. I have, I'm not some guy that has been to school or theologically trained or uh, acts like he knows what he's preaching on Sunday mornings like this guy thinks he does sometimes. Now, Martin Luther put it this way, the great reformer of the church. Martin Luther said this. He said, all who believe, all who believe have the ability to shepherd those who have not received the faith and help bring them to the pasture of the good shepherd's love. I like that. All who believe. And if you receive this news and you believe you've been given the great joy of shepherding people into the pasture of our Savior's love. Wow, that's pretty special. You have been given the task that the angels have. Don't believe me? Sam, throw this up on the... We're going to learn a little Greek tonight. The guy from South Alabama is going to teach you a little Greek, okay? See that? Yeah, that word isn't pronounced like it looks like. And I'm going to butcher it myself, but we're going to give it a shot. The word is uanglazamai. Uanglazamai. Can you? Uanglazamai. Okay, you got that? Okay. It means I bring you good news. That's the word that, that Luke pins there when he says this, for the angel, I bring you good news. Uanglazamai. Azomai. There it goes. Azomai. What's that word highlighted there in blue? Can anyone? Y'all can read that one, can't you? What is it? Angel. Angel. In the Old and New Testament, the word angel is somebody that brings good news. Angel. Anyone that brings good news. Anyone that utters this word, uangazomai, ozomai. There you go. That's hard for someone to say that's not used to saying it. And trust me, when I had to say it in Greek in school, um, well, it wasn't pretty, but we won't go there. Angels, bringing good news. Maybe we've been given the task of the angels to share the good news that Christ is born. And we believe that this Christ has come to us. And we are excited, so we've got to share it in word and in deed. There's an old legend that God called forth the angels to, to get the heavenly choir together because uh, he had a great event that he wanted them to sing at. 
And uh, so God got them all together and got the heavenly choir director and they organized them. There's, there's the soprano section, the angels, and the, there was the, the altos and there was, there was uh, the tenors and then the basses and you know, the heavenly choir directors there directed them and he said, basses, you're too loud. It's just gotta hush up. All right, let's get the, let's settle this down here. And, and finally though, they get this beautiful tune singing this wonderful song for this great occasion. And they said, Lord, when are we going to do it? Not yet, not yet. Lord, when are we going to do it? Not yet, not yet. Lord, are we going to do it? Tonight's the night. It's the night the angels realized that God became man, that God came down to be with us in whatever situation in which we find ourselves. It's a night that's so special that the, the angels from heaven or a heavenly choir coming down to sing they thought before a huge crowd, but it was just a bunch of shepherds. And they sang the glorious song that Luke talks about, glory to God in the highest on earth, peace to whom he favors. And they were looking forward to singing it in another place. Okay, Lord, where are we going to go next? And God said, no, that's it. We only perform it one time. Can you imagine that, Dana? Rehearsing for years and just reporting one time. But that's all, that, that's all God said, no, only one time. We can't sing it any other time. And the angels are frustrated about it. They, you know, they'd walk around heaven, they're humming the song, and, but they, nope, can't, can't get together and sing it. That's the only time we're going to sing it. And one angel finally got the gumption up and said, Lord, we don't get this. I mean, that we did so well. It's a beautiful tune. It's a beautiful song. It, it, you know, touch those that heard it. Why can't we sing it again? And the Lord said, we sang it only on the night in which my son came to earth. From now on, it's the earth that will continue the singing. It's us who will continue the singing. My friends, are you willing to carry on the angel song through word and through deed? Are you willing to share the good news and be angels walking on this earth? That's what we who are, believe are called to do. Because the song won't continue unless you and I continue. May it be so. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.